The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Susie Carpenter's on with us today, and we are going to be looking at women as perpetrators. This is the second part of a series that we did on this. Um, it's an interesting thing, as most of you know, I work, and so does Susie, in, uh, in combating human trafficking, and we always think of women as the victims, and they are. I mean, I, I want to make that perfectly clear. In almost every case, the woman, is, there is a at least one female that is a victim. And that's very true of every case we're going to look at. But we've recognized for some time that about 60% of our cases involve another woman and another woman as the recruiter. And I've been fascinated by that. In fact, this idea of pursuing this was Susie's idea because she does the posting. Uh, We operate, uh, by the way, this show is brought to you by Million Kids. That is not one million kids, not a million kids, but simply Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids. You can follow us on Facebook simply by going to Facebook, typing in Million Kids and hitting like, and you'll find us right there. And we also have a webpage, www.millionkids.org. So Million Kids sponsors the show, Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. And by the way, you can see other versions of this show. Well, actually, not only see, but hear, since this is a radio show. We have a website also called exploitedcrimes.com, E-X-P-L-O-I-T-E-D, exploitedcrimes.com. And if you go on there and you click on the listen link, you'll scroll down and you will see about 20, maybe more weeks of these shows and they're one hour shows by the way I don't know if you know this but you can email us and ask for an embed code and if you do that you can put this show on your website and use it to educate people in your organization your church or synagogue uh, wherever that you're at and so uh, we're going to pursue this thing of looking at women. The reason I bright, uh, bring up all this is that if you're following us on Facebook, one of the things that you will see is that many of our articles there, you will see that we arrested this guy, this guy, this guy, and, and Jessica somebody. Well, Jessica is what is known as a bottom girl. And a bottom girl is uh, someone that starts out in the life, usually fairly young, but they're not always really young. 
Uh, and they kind of, uh, they're in prostitution, and it's virtually impossible. We haven't seen any any case where a bottom girl just started out at the top, okay? She started out doing the, the acts of um, commercial sex, and they groom her, they beat her, they do a lot of stuff to her, and she gets conditioned, and then they offer her a promotion, And this goes many different ways, as you'll see in some of the cases that we look at. Sometimes in giving them a promotion, the girl becomes extremely dominant and they become as violent and as mean and as as oppressive to the victim as the perpetrator himself, as the pimp himself. But sometimes what will happen is the pimp, who's especially violent, will beat her as an example for the other people for the other younger girls that are turning tricks. And so so she's still often a victim. So this is really one of those tough cases for uh, law enforcement when they have other girls involved. Are they perpetrators or are they victims? Are they victims who became violent perpetrators? Are they victims who became perpetrators for uh, self-existence, you know, self-protection? Or are they perpetrators that are simply being greater victimized in the name of a promotion? And these are tough, tough cases. That's why we wanted to be able to talk about it because it's important. By the way, if you're listening live, and we know that many of you are overseas, we see our results. And by the way, we have a great following out of the UK now and Spain and Canada and and even China and Japan. We're just really, really grateful for you over there Uh, and lots of other countries. So if you're outside the United States, the way to contact us is email me at opal at me and kids, O-P-A-L, at me and kids.org. Uh, but if you're inside the United States and you happen to be listening at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can call in at 866-472-5788. Let me say that again, 866-472-5788. Now, I want to start off by looking at a case, and, and I'm hopefully maybe one of the things that I can share with you is how I go about analyzing cases, because I look at new cases of human trafficking every day. I always look at cases from the U.S., but I also try to look at cases overseas, and some of them we looked at last week, I believe, were foreign cases. But this week, we're going to stick pretty close to being U.S. cases. So in looking at these cases, one of the things that I do is, you know, we'll see one article and often, you know, Susie will look at the various articles on a case and then pick the best one and post that one. But what I do is I try to look beneath the surface, as they say, because these cases really get intriguing as you begin to get involved in them. The first case I want to look at is the headline is Louisiana Woman sentenced to 192 months in prison for conspiring to commit sex trafficking of a minor. Now, I know that Susie, in most of these cases, she posts these links. Is it on, Susie, where is it? Is it on Facebook or is it on our website? Uh, You can go to exploitedcrimes.com if you're looking for the articles. Mm -hmm. 
exploitedcrimes.com, when you do uh, click on the listen button and you scroll down to whichever uh, show you want to listen to, there is also a link to the training materials, which will include all the links to the cases we discuss. Okay. Okay, so the first case I wanted to look at is a case involving Kelly Dominique, and she's 37 years old. She just received a sentence of 16 years of prison and five years of probation. She also had to pay restitution. She had to pay $15,000 of restitution to one victim, uh, which is nothing. Trust me. I mean, that sounds like a lot of money, but when you're a victim, it is a lifetime sentence in these cases. And she had to forfeit an additional $15,000 in illegal proceeds. That's telling me that this was part of a large-scale ring where they were making a lot of money, and her part of it apparently was decided to be $15,000. Now, when you just first read the first case of it, you start to get a, a picture of what's going on here, but it isn't until you start to run and research farther on. And I would encourage you, those folks who really want to be trained to do this either as a profession or you are in a profession, let's say you're law enforcement or social uh, services or uh, psychology counselors or people that are actually working in the business as opposed to other uh, others that are simply interested for their own education. What I do on this, in this case, I looked up everything I could find about Kelly Dominique and her case. Then her pimp, that now they're saying that she was part of a group that was arrested. There were five people total that was arrested. So this tells me she wasn't, her and her pimp weren't working alone. This is, in fact, a, a ring, a sex trafficking ring. Because when I first look at it, I go, well, is she just a bottom girl that was greatly abused and decided to try to go out there and, and uh, you know, find a couple of girls that she could pimp out so that she'd please her pimp? And, you know, it's borderline on this. I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. Now, Jeremy Tate is uh, either 31 or 34 years old, and this is all being done by a newspaper reporter, so you don't always get the truth here. And uh, Jeremy, the thing that's fascinating me is her pimp only got 10 years. Now, we don't know really what's happened to the other three people that are involved. There is one other girl that's involved in this. Uh, her name is, I have it here somewhere, I'll come back to it, Roxanne Merritt, and she's only 21. And she didn't get a long sentence, and so, or maybe she hasn't been sentenced, that's how that ended. And uh, I read so many cases, I start to mix them up. But anyway, um, it's fascinating as I look at this, because there were five people arrested, one of them was Roxanne, who's pending. But what was interesting to me was Kelly got 16 years in prison, and a and uh, $15,000 restitution, 15000 in forfeiture. But the pimp only got 10 years, no restitution. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So as I began to explore, how come, you know? Why did they single this out? Is it because she's a girl? Well, it's kind of fascinating. One of the things that came to my attention was she didn't have a defense attorney, or if she did, she obviously had a defense attorney, or she wouldn't be in court, but they weren't present. I found that interesting. There's no understanding why that happened. She did plead guilty, however. She came to an agreement with them. Now, one of the things that I started to realize was one of the reasons she got a longer sentence was that she not only was involved in this, 
and she uh, was involved in, in uh, pimping out a minor here. Uh, what was interesting was that she also gave her drugs. So that's an enhanced sentence. Now, keep in mind, these are federal sentences. And one of these days, I'm going to do a program just on, you know, how hard it is to get a case these days. Uh, maybe that'll change under this next government administration. But right now, the administration is not friendly to law enforcement, and it's very hard to make the cases. And some specific states are having a hard time making cases because of particular search and seizure laws within a, a state. So that's a whole other discussion that we're going to go into. But in this particular case, what happened was that she had a young girl, and uh, she advertised her on Backpage, but she took her into her home and kept her, and she set up the dates for her, and she gave her drugs. Now, where I believe that she really got herself in trouble with a long sentence is two things. One is that she lied to police, and that's a big thing. When police are bringing in another woman, they're trying to determine, are you a victim or are you a perpetrator? And so if she's lying to the police to protect her pimp, that's called a perpetrator. Uh, and by the way, she did this on a uh, on a prison or jail phone. Uh, it's always interesting to me the way don't they? it says right on there about every 30 seconds you're being monitored. But she did that on a phone and she tried to threaten or influence a witness not to testify. So I believe that's the reason for her longer sentence. Well, folks, I'm here to tell you that this has gone very, very fast and I'm just getting started. So we're up against a hard break. Stay with us. We will be right back and continue with this case. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Susie Carpenter and I are analyzing some cases for to be able to share with you so that we can all learn from them. And this particular week, we are doing part two of looking at when the female is the perpetrator. We always understand that the female, and in every one of these cases, there is a female that's a victim, at least one and usually multiple. But we are really blown away by how often the female is the perpetrator. So we've been looking at the case of Kelly Dominique. She's 37 from Baton Rouge, and she got 16 years in prison. It is a federal case. That means that they're very hard to to make because they take a long time. By the way, that tells me that they had a quality, solid victim that was cooperating somewhere along the line because making a federal case usually takes at least two years to get them to court, and you have to be able to keep the victim out of the life to be able to do that. So this girl got much longer sentence than her pimp. But it was a five-person ring. Her name's Kelly Dominique. The pimp involved is Jeremy Tate. He's 34. He just got under just 10 years. And we were just saying the difference there is that there were some additional charges going on with Kelly because, uh, first of all, she had her in her home and she gave her drugs and used drugs with her. She lied to the police about it, and then she went on a prison phone or a jail phone and tried to influence the the victim or a witness not to testify. So that's why she got a longer sentence. Now, I want you to think about something. Put yourself in the place of the victim. I always think of this when I watch these crime shows on TV. I would be willing to bet you that Kelly never had a clue what she was setting herself up for as she went through this. You know, she's in a panic. She's been uh, the bottom girl to a very hardcore pimp. And she's getting new girls in there. And then she gets caught. And so she's lying. And it never occurs to her that when she's using drugs with a minor, that that is a major federal offense. These people don't think out. They don't think in terms of breaking the law. I can guarantee you that when she went on a prison phone or a jail phone to try to tell the person not to talk, that she didn't see that as an enhanced sentence. And I find that fascinating, just working in law enforcement, how all of this works. Well, I wanted to share with you uh, a couple of things that went on here that I thought were interesting here. She admitted that she and the minor female regularly use phones to schedule prostitution sessions and discuss the uh, proceeds earned from prostitution. And she facilitated the minors ad on Backpage. You see, usually a bottom girl is also turning tricks themselves. In fact, they use the bottom girl to groom the the victim on how to do this. You know, um, this is kind of a ticklish subject. I hope you're not squeamish. But, uh, you know, I, I had never really thought about it until I started really looking at these cases. You know, how does a girl learn to be a prostitute? I mean, our moms don't teach us this stuff, okay? And when you're out in commercial sex, these guys want some really kinky stuff. And they're expecting professional services. Well, that's one of the roles of the bottom girl. 
And so, and they're usually turning tricks themselves. So that makes it very difficult for law enforcement because are they a victim or are they a perpetrator? In this case, where she lied and she also tried to convince the people not to testify, there is no doubt which side of that role she's going to come down on. One of the things that's fascinating in this case that I really want to share with you is one of the hotel workers tipped off the police that this was going on. Now, I really want you to appreciate this, especially if you're in law enforcement, what it takes to make a case. This tip came in in 2013, and this is 2016 that the charge is going on. That means that law enforcement and district attorneys, in this case U.S. attorneys, had to put to, had to work nearly three years to put this case together. Let me let me slow down and say that again, just so that people understand what I just said. District attorneys, no, I keep mixing that up. That's a state attorney. U.S. attorneys and law enforcement had to work for three years to get this case. What happened here is, and hats off to this motel worker, we must find a way to go out and educate motel owners and clerks because a lot of times those clerks are complicit. A lot of times what's happening now in motels is that they hire foreign uh, employees because they're cheaper and then you know they just turn a blind eye saying, well, we're really not ex- complicit. But this guy was sharp and he led them to uh, a hotel room Actually, what happened is he set up and allowed the under uh, police to do an undercover probe uh, that led them that month to a juvenile girl and a 19-year-old girl who told them they were forced to have sex with multiple men daily in exchange for money that they paid directly to the pimp. One more time, there's multiple girls here. Now, not all of them got uh, uh, was picked up or arrested, but there were at least two teenage girls involved in this. And so that's one of the reasons why Kelly got such a sentence, because it isn't just one girl. The, this is a professional ring. In fact, it came out in here that there was an adult girl that had worked with Jerry, uh, Jeremy Tate, her um, Kelly's pimp, in Las Vegas. And Jeremy himself was charged with interstate prostitution ring. So we're not just talking about a girl who brought in another couple of girls and they smoked some pot and had a little sex and they're leading her down a path. Kelly Dominique got this sentence because she is the bottom girl, the lead recruiting girl for an interstate prostitution ring. So I want to I make this clear how law enforcement is looking at this. And the motel cooperated. They were, um, they were very violent. So as we look at this, I want to read you a couple of things that were on here. Two teenage girls, one juvenile, was arrested after offering sex for money to an undercover deputy. This took place at the Acadian Thruway Hotel in Baton Rouge. Now, if I get to it later on, we're going to talk about a case that was taking place in a high-end hotel down in uh, up in New York that was running about $450 a night for that hotel room alone. That's going to take a lot of tricks to be able to pay that bill. But in this case, it's kind of a you know, a non-chain kind of private hotel. 
They say the females were forced into prostitution. One juvenile said she'd only worked for him a couple of days, but that she had worked for him in the past and that he knew she was 17 years old. One adult female said that she'd worked for Tate while living in Las Vegas. Both the girls told him that they had continued working for Tate out of fear and that he made them give them all the money they collected. The adult female also said that Tate had physically assaulted her when she tried to stop working for them. Now, this started because they received the complaint from the hotel room. Yay. And they sh- the police showed up a short time later. Yay. Things are going good here. It's going how it ought to go to get these cases. That's when they learned that Tate was attempting to retrieve his personal belongings out of his room. And the hotel clerk identified him through a photo lineup as the person who had rented two hotel rooms. Now, one of the victims is 21. Her name was Roxanne Merritt, and she was also arrested in this case because she's an adult. She's getting a much less sentence, but we don't, we're not really sure. She's not being charged with as much. And so they're looking to treat her truly as a victim. But according to her arrest records, she was known, she was being sold on a known prostitution site where she was listed as Melanie Love. And the detective said that she had got caught up in a reverse sting. So that's telling us that after they went undercover and they discovered this, they began to work the back page ads. If you don't know this, back page is where um, you know, they set up these girls to be sold into prostitution. It's a very well-known site, and oftentimes it's a site that law enforcement uses for back uh, for reverse stings. What I mean by that is they'll go into those ads and they'll pretend to be a John and they pretend to set up and uh, set up a date for sex, and then meet the girl in a hotel room and then begin to go in and try to rescue her and uh, arrest the pimp. Now, it's not always as easy as you might think because these guys know that cops are working back page. And so they, you think you're ordering up somebody who looks like they're 16 years old and you're setting up to meet her in a hotel room. And they they actually send somebody who's 27 and doesn't look anything like the girl you just ordered. So there you are in a hotel room trying to trying to figure out how to get out of a deal like that. So it's a fascinating case here that I wanted to bring to you because I want you to give this some thought. This is one of those cases where it is obvious to me that there are victims involved. These minors, even Roxanne Merritt, most likely was set up as a victim. But it is a true sex trafficking ring. In other words, they have a history of moving them out of state. They keep them in apartments. In one case, a girl was sold at a truck stop. One girl was sold in the backseat of a car. And then they were also operating out of a hotel. I share that because this is, these are complex crimes. And it's not always clear how this is going to be. Well, we only have a couple of minutes. But I'm going to start to let you know that after the break, we are going to look at a case that involves Jasmine Sims. Now, this is a, a real hardcore uh, uh, bottom girl, quite frankly. She's forced a 14-year-old runaway to have sex for money. I can't tell you how often runaway kids get caught up in this. They have so few alternatives. And so many times, these runaway kids, as in the case of Jessica or uh, 
yeah, Jasmine Sims, these kids prey on runaway kids that have almost no home life where they've already been violated, which is the case in this case. And they have very few alternatives. And so in my opinion, that makes this kind of crime even worse because she probably turned to Jasmine telling her her sad story of how she's been violated by her grandmother's boyfriend and how she had to run away from home and how abused she's been. So rather than, and she trusted her with the story, and rather than to give her a reprieve, rather than to help her and get into safety, Jasmine preyed upon this girl and put her into a life of prostitution. That was really, really bad. And so in this case, Jasmine, uh, you know, deserves everything she gets. This is a hardcore, hardcore bottom girl. And so as we come back to the break, I want to take a look at this um, uh, case and examine on what was going on and how we might recognize this, how we might recognize it in a regular case and understand what can be done about it and understand there are times females are not just victims. Females can be really tough perpetrators. We're up against a break, folks. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org 
Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Susie and I are here looking at when females are the perpetrators, and it is a fascinating subject. It is one of the most difficult aspects, I believe, for law enforcement in a sex trafficking crime because we always want to go in there and believe that the female is the victim. And in fact, uh, I work, as many of you know, with the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. Yay! Yay. They just, <laughs> they're wonderful, wonderful folks. They are the best of the best, absolutely. They spend hours going after some really, really bad guys. And this last week, they got a case that that went from the Inland Empire, L.A., all the way up to Alaska and even over to Minnesota. And it was a horrific case. These girls were branded uh, with their pimp's moniker right on their face. I mean, it was just, I don't, you know, God bless those guys for being willing to go after monsters that would do that to another human being. Yeah. Well, one of their big challenges is they want to go in all of their grants, all their criteria is how many victims do they help? So they really want to look at the woman, the female as a victim when they can. But quite frankly, they know and we know that some of these females can be absolute monsters. They can be worse than the guys. And so how do you know in looking at this case? Well, the case that we're, we've been looking at, we started just before the break, was the case of Jasmine Sims, who forced a 14-year-old runaway to have sex for money. The headline on our, our uh, webpage on exploitedcrimes.com is woman found guilty of compelling prostitution charges. So Jasmine uh, here sold a teen on Backpage. That's where you advertise prostitution for sale. The poor girl was only 14 years old and she'd had a really troubled life. She was a runaway and that had been molested by her grandmother's boyfriend for years and she'd been in the CPS system and you would not believe the number of kids that run away. CPS is Child Protective Services. Now, maybe in your county, it's called Child Family Services, but it's basically the government agency that takes in kids who have no or a broken, no home life or a broken home life. And this girl had been in and out of the system. Uh, it's a fascinating thing, by the way. If you look at the, uh, that's the system is absolutely broken, and there's some very fine people trying to fix it. By the way, some people that uh, I just think the world of that are trying to address this issue. But if you look at National Center for Missing and Runaway, uh, National Center for Missing and Runaway Children, that's a, it's called NECMEC. If you look at their statistics, I think it's nearly 70% of their runaways that are reported are in the system. So, you know, these kids have hellish lives. Now, the truth is, that's a skewed number because a lot of private kids that are not in the system or run away never get reported to NECMEC. And if you're in the government system, you have to be reported. So I know that number skewed, but it does paint for you what a hellish life it is to grow up in the system. And this girl had done that. Sims would arrange for rendezvous with this 14-year-old girl with adult men at Southeast Side Motel. 
a truck stop and some cars, and it's on the east and also in an east side home. Now she's you know she gets to court. I don't know anything about this. I'm innocent. Blah 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 blah. But she knew all the rates that they were charging, and they matched with the ads that she was placing on Backpage. So you know that the jury took one hour and gave her six counts here. So the jury wasn't buying it here. And so she's looking, possibly this girl is looking at life in prison, which is, you know, I'll be amazed if she actually gets it, but that is really a long, long sentence. But as I was looking at this, I heard the testimony of the girl. And by the way, this is about six weeks old, this story, and I just sent it over to Susie to post on our Facebook page because there's a really good um court uh, there's a video there of the girl talking now i think they show too much of this girl she's only 14 and you could you could tell i think who she is but she said she was forced to have sex with men in motels and truck stops he said the victim who is now 17 again took three years to make this case so that means that that 14 year old had to stay out of the life now she didn't have to cooperate because in most states If you're under 18, you don't have to. But I believe this girl did. She said that she had run away and that Sims sold her with two men who she only knew as Mickey and Black. And they took her to the apartment of one of them. Mickey was talking to Black and Jasmine and he was saying they were going to make some money off me. Mickey was talking to Jasmine and he told her, post me up and fix me up. So think about this, this little 14-year-old girl, she doesn't have hardly any home life. She's already been abused most of her childhood by her mother's boyfriend. She's been in and out of the system. She thinks it can't get any worse than this. She runs away. And she meets another girl. And then that girl turns her over to two guys. She was actually picked up at a bus stop. This is the reason why I talk to people about don't let your kids run away. Now, in this case, there's no parent to keep her from running away. But we need to be able to provide safe haven for runaway kids because this girl, was she was already vulnerable. You know, she's the classic case of a victim. Been abused all her life, had no home life, had no one to protect her. Her grandmother's boyfriend, who she should have been able to trust. I mean, where's the mother? Apparently no mother. And, you know, she has never once, it looks like, been protected by another woman. And then she meets Jasmine. And she tells Jasmine her story. And look what happens here. Right off the bat, she said they posted pictures of her on her back page saying, Lady Famous. And they began to pimp her out. And this was not high-end pimping, by the way. An east side motel, a truck stop, a parking lot convenience store. She said she had four encounters with men and two of them that paid her for sex. But there is a little bit of brightness in this story as I read it. Two of the Johns declined to have sex with her because of her age. Thank God for some level of decency somewhere, <laughs> you know. Maybe, maybe it's not all corrupt. And I, I, you know, if there's men out there listening, I really hope you heard what I just said. There are some decent men. Maybe you are buying sex from prostitutes, and I hope you rethink that. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the, this is a sex trafficking ring. 
they are making millions of dollars off these innocent kids, these desperate kids. And I'm going to tell you that if they're willing to sell you a 14-year-old girl for your pleasure, they're willing to take a picture of you with that 14-year-old girl. And for a few thousand bucks, they won't send that photo to the wife or the boss. So I want you to think this out. This is a 14-year-old girl. You get a chance, you know, I would hope those two men called the police and turned it in. I don't know that they did, but I would hope that they did. Well, I want to talk here now. We're going to talk about a case of where family trafficking. I have three quick cases here I'm going to try to get through to them because I want to talk about female child pornography. But I just want to cover a couple of these. This one here, the headline is Exclusive Mom Prostitutes Daughters. Key Witness Speaks Out. It's a case of Michelle Randall, I think it is. Michelle Randall. Now, Michelle here, I don't know exactly how she is, but she's in her 40s. And uh, this case, now this woman to me is mentally ill, but think of her daughter. She's got four daughters, 14, 9, and 7. And in this case, a homeless man was approached to have sex with with her daughter, and he was homeless, divorced, and lonely, and she offered one of her daughters for money. Thank God this guy, even though he's homeless, this guy called the police, and he went undercover for them. Now, he says that Corey says within 15 minutes of meeting her, Randall offered up one of her daughters for sex. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, and she's sending me a text message with a picture of her daughters on there. And they're 12, I forgot how old they were, but they were young, like 7. They sent one of the pictures was a girl, one of the oldest girls in the bathtub. You know, he said, some of the things that they said I was trying pretty much to forget, but it's impossible. Even though he's homeless, this man has values. And he calls the police. She's looking at 92 to 120 years behind bars. There have been already eight other men that have been arrested in this case. So this woman is selling these the, her daughters everywhere they can. Well, the daughters now are recovering out there. And uh, But all of this is taking place in truck stops, in parking lots, in old hotel rooms. It is really a sick and sad case in here. What apparently happened is she had some sort of addiction to sexual interludes. She said she was offering up the girls on Craigslist, and she would advertise herself as big and beautiful. The girls are 7, 9, and 14. They reiterate this. Now, this wasn't about money for this woman. In fact, she didn't even sell the girls for enough money to pay for most of the t- motel rooms. Sometimes it was as little as $50. The money's so insignificant in this case. It really has to do with the fact that the mother's mentally ill in this case. She had some sort of sexual addiction. Now, I'm not excusing the mother. Don't, don't take me wrong. We're not letting her off the hook because she's mentally ill. Because, I mean, think about being her daughter's. She's trusting, these kids are trusting mom. And, you know, she was saying, well, you know, I I really wasn't pimping them out. You know, I I was just asking them to do the the perverse, just do the fetish part. Really? I mean, this really tells you how this woman's off kilter here. I think they probably was her way of justifying what she did by saying, I don't think it's that bad. You know, I myself am doing it. So it's an odd kind of thing. You know, as I look at this case, 
I just really included this case because the woman is obviously mentally ill. And, you know, it, it isn't always how it seems to police. And it's taking a lot of looking beneath the surface to try to figure out what is going on here and how do you justify it. Uh, I happened to run onto another case. We're about out of time here, but another case that uh, where a girl, a lady was doing this for her pimp. She was taking him from Florida up to New York. And so in that case, she was doing it for personal gain. Well, one more time, we're up against that break. So stay with us. We're going to come back and look at females as child pornographers. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. Susie and I are here. We're looking at females as perpetrators. And uh, we've been talking about all kinds of things where they're bottom girls, uh, where they're arranging sex, where they're uh, selling photographs of people, uh, all kinds. In the last case, the lady was particularly mentally ill. So there's a lot of motivation, different ways that this takes place. Sissy's going to go over a, a, a case that happened here in Orange County in Southern California uh, that involves selling child pornography. Yeah, this case uh, uh, kind of broke the news in October of 2015, and the heading of the article is Former Orange County Beauty Queen Accused of Producing, Selling Child Porn, Using Four-Year-Old Relative. Uh, It's uh, an Irvine woman who formerly held the title of Mrs. Orange County was arrested on suspicion of producing and distributing child pornography involving a four-year-old family member. Megan Brianna Alt, who was 25 at the time of her arrest, was arrested in San Diego County by investigators from a multi-agency child exploitation task force. Following her arrest, 
Alt confessed to several allegations of production and distribution of child pornography. Alt allegedly sold the sexually explicit images to a U.S. Marine stationed in Southern California in exchange for cash and gifts. Alt also advertised services online, which investigators said resulted in an exchange of sex for money, often occurring with her own children present. Uh, Apparently, she was using Craigslist to advertise herself. Uh, This investigation into Alt was initiated based on information obtained from the Naval Criminal Investigative Service. I wanted to mention that because we don't often hear of that, but thank God they're paying attention. Um, She was arrested on suspicion of production and distribution of child pornography and lewd and lascivious conduct with a child. Um, She was pulled over during a vehicle stop in San Diego, and she was, get this, with her husband at the time. The husband was believed to have had no knowledge of Alt's alleged activity, and he cooperated with investigators. Alt was crowned Mrs. Orange County in 2014 and competed in the Mrs. California 2014 pageant. Uh, It it, uh, also mentions in the article that Alt worked with young children while volunteering at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in San Clemente and Irvine. I find it fascinating one, that this is a person who uh, is competing in beauty pageants. Um, you know, typically these are thought to be very wholesome, uh, wholesome individuals. Uh, she's married, she has children, and yet she's producing child pornography using a four-year-old relative and exchanging it for gifts and money to someone in, in uh in the military, I, this this case just fascinates me. What is going on in this woman's mind? I will say, and this is clearly speculation on my part, but based on the photographs of her arrest, I'm going to guess that there is a drug addiction involved. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. This is um, this this case. As you start to look at it, really has a lot of. Um, well, let's say implications because we don't know a lot of the facts, but look at this. I mean, she's Miss what? Mrs. Orange County, and yet she's advertising services online. She must not be putting her head out there because she's a known entity mm-hmm. in there. Uh, and she's doing this with her own kids present, and yet the victim that they're saying was that she was using a four-year-old family member. So it doesn't say whether that's her children or somebody else's children. But think of this. A known entity is advertising herself online with her children present. I, I There's a lot of things here that, that we need to kind of ferret out. One is the poor husband. I mean, can you imagine I mean, here he is, a family man, you know, he has no inkling that this is going on, and they're pulled over in a traffic stop, and this is how it comes out. So probably that traffic stop wasn't an accident. They probably, a lot of times they want to pull them over in a public place so that there isn't uh, a, uh, so it's easy to be able to apprehend them. So it may be, we don't know, but it may be that it was set up that way. But when you look at this, uh, you know, a celebrity advertising herself for sale, and then she was really charged with exchanging cash and, cash and gifts, <clears throat> that if she was advertising herself, then she's into commercial sexual exploitation. One of the things that's fascinating here is that uh, there is not a sex trafficking charge, but 
one of the things it says is that she worked with young children while volunteering at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in San Clemente and Irvine. Now, that's the Mormon church. And, you know, I, in fairness, I'm not going to pick on the Mormons because she could be the Lutheran church or the Baptist church. You often see, and not, not necessarily women, but you will often see that people that are connected to religion find themselves in this case. I always say that in the work that I've done, about 40% of the of the people that are in child pornography, and this is mostly males, about 40% that are identified in a vocation are connected to a school. And then after that, churches and uh, pastors and pediatricians and uh, policemen. And in this case, it's a female who is working with children at a, um, I guess it's a church. And so that that the fact that she's a female, it just goes along with it. But it also tells you what an unlikely candidate you would normally never think of her. But you know, take away the the um, gender factor in this. This is very much like you see with males in here, uh, where you will see a very prominent male, very successful male, and uh, they will be someone who is violating a child for sexual pornography. And and so I just want to share that with you, and I, I think this is a great case for Susie to bring up, uh, that she had actually gone on from just collecting child pornography to advertising services online and involving her children. So, you know, addiction is an extremely, extremely captivating thing that is going on here. We have about three minutes left on this show. I just want to cover one more case. Um, in here, this is a woman, uh, it says, woman sentenced to five years for child pornography. And she did it to please her husband. What will often happen is that when women are using children, uh, they're using them to get acceptance and, and being accepted and approved of by a male. And so they will often offer out their children uh, if it's going to keep them happy. In this case, it was a very short case where it said a Bellwell woman had been sentenced to five years. She's 46-year-old Lori Fisher. And as you start to look at her case on here, what you're going to find is she was trying to keep her ex-husband happy. You have to go to another headline said Baltimore man sentenced to 24 years in prison for producing child porn. Her husband was David Fisher, who was 43. Now, this had gone on for six years from 2008 to 2014 and what was happening is she's trying to keep her husband happy and so on at least two occasions she sent pictures to her husband now this was only she only did two pictures okay that we can see from the story but when you look at his case he had hundreds over 2,000 images and 100 videos of minors so what had happened is the wife discovered that the husband was into child pornography and she was probably trying to keep him so eventually she took two pictures now this girl is going to serve five years in prison for doing this. It never occurred to her, I'm sure, when she made this desperate attempt to keep her husband by taking some pictures of minors that she's doing child pornography on there and that it's going to be result in her doing it. So you'll often see, I hope this series has been good for you to analyze 
all the different ways that women are perpetrators and women are victims. Well, this is Opal Singleton and Susie Carpenter, and we are with Million Kids. We hope you will join us. Follow Million Kids on Facebook. Let us know who you are, especially if you're overseas and you can't call in. Let us know who you are, where you're at, and what you're doing, and what do you think of the show. Be sure and share this show with everybody you can. If you want an embed code so that you can put this on your website, email me at opal at meandkids.org. The national, international number, a national number to report human trafficking is 1-888-3737-888. And you can also get that at our website. Well, thank you for joining us. We will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. We'll be right back. 